Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? From its roots, a Babel was a ziggurat. You know what that is? It's a tower. Have you ever seen them? It's kind of a pointed tower with the ramp that goes up right in the center of the city. Because this was a very religious city. Very religious. By the way, don't be religious. (laughs) We have a relationship with Christ. Religion, the word itself, means to bind up. Religion does a lot of damage. The Christian faith is not religion, it is relationship. You know, it's the only quote-unquote religion, as they define it. It's the only one in the entire existence of the world that says something totally opposite to the rest. Most religions, if not all religions, say you have to do something to achieve a higher state, a higher level. Christianity tells you you can do nothing to achieve a higher state or a higher level. You're lost in your sin. But the beautiful thing about Christianity is the king of the universe, the God of all gods, reached down from heaven, became a man, and did it all for us. See, that's what sets Christianity apart. It's not religion, it's relationship. It's what he did, not what we do. And yet this place, this pagan city of Babylon, was highly religious. There were over 53 to 54 temples in the city. One of them was the great temple of Marduk, which was worldwide fame. had 180 altars to Ishtar. I won't go into all of that. You should study that out. But not only that, they had a famous image of Baal and what was called the golden table. 50,000 pounds of gold was estimated to, to build that table and that structure dedicated to Baal. Then there were two golden lions, 18 feet tall. They were gold, they were beautiful, they were shining, and they stood right in front of the palace. And by the way, the palace was known as the most beautiful structure on earth at that time. The palace of the king in Babylon. All of the luxuries, all of the trappings of the world. And you've probably heard about the hanging gardens of Babylon. This is what they believe. The hanging gardens of Babylon, also called the hanging gardens of Semiramis. (laughs) And if you've ever done a study on Semiramis, do that study and you'll understand. This is all rooted in Babel, in Babel, the Tower of Babel. But there were, that was also one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. The hanging gardens, they rested on arches that were over 80 feet tall. And that was the lower level terrace. And then they, would, they had six levels of terraces that would, would be 10 feet higher, each one 10 feet higher. So it was a stair-step process. And they would water the top, and it would flow down and water all the other terraces. And it was known around the world being so beautiful. And what they did is they had such technology in those days, more than we imagine or think, they made them waterproof. And how they waterproofed them was through um, reeds and through lead and something called bitumen. And you might know what that is if you've studied out the Bible. It's the same substance. They would burn coal 
And uh, it was a form of asphalt, a form of waterproofing, a sealer. They would burn coal and wood, and they would develop this, and they'd mix it with other chemicals or other, other uh, fabrics, and then they would place it on this, and it would make it waterproof. It's the same thing that Noah used to waterproof the ark. It's also the same thing in Exodus. When you read Exodus, the little bulrush basket of Moses, it's the same thing they used to waterproof that basket. But know this, the city, as you walked into the city through this giant gate, the Ishtar Gate, which was famous in its own right, you'd walk into the city and it had 70-foot-wide paved limestone streets, estimated like three-foot square bricks, all of these limestone bricks. It was beautiful. It was overwhelming. And the sidewalks, I I often think, when I think about Babylon, I think about Oz. You remember how (laughs) the Wizard of Oz, some of you are like, what? Um, It starts in black and white. And then all of a sudden, Dorothy ends up in Oz and it's full color, like full technicolor. Well, that's what it kind of reminds me because those sidewalks were bright red in color. They had these beautiful polished brick sidewalks that aligned these limestone streets. Just imagine. And they had these lampposts, these, these torches that lined the streets that would light up at night and it was beautiful. And through the midst of the city, along the river, were these baked blue bricks that were shiny and dark, deep blue. It was a retaining wall all along the river. And on that, on that wall was painted in bright yellow paint, dragons and lions. <laughs> Pretty appropriate when you think about it. But the lion is the symbol of Babylon, which we'll see later on in this book. And so just think, these young men walking into this city, this big city with all the trappings, with all the sin, you could lose yourself in a city like this. I think they had painted on one wall, what happens in Babylon stays in Babylon. (laughs) All the trappings of a big city, all the sin, all of these things, all the elements to really trap a young man. And remember, these were good, young good-looking young men, gifted by God. They were part of the royal family of Judah. They had special treatment. They could have easily just caved to the pressure around them. They could have easily just given into society and said, you know, I'll just roll with it. You know, I might go to church once in a while. They could have, but they didn't. These were good young men, gifted by God, and we know they received the favor of God. Even that three-year program that seems so evil to us, it was a gift of God. It was God raising them up in the midst of pagans, in the midst of a pagan culture. He knew they could handle it because these were faithful young men and they could have easily given in to what was offered them, as I said, but we know they didn't. And we know the program started again, as I said, with them taking their most personal thing from them, and that is their name. Remember, each one of these men, these young men, had a name for their God, the Hebrew God, the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Each one of their names had that within it. And they stripped them of those names and gave them pagan names. We know Daniel became Belteshazzar. I won't go into all that again today. But Hananiah became Shadrach. Mishael became Meshach. And Azariah became Abednego. But here is what I love. This is the awesome thing I love. And this is when I saw that first portion of this pattern. They didn't care where they were. Because the place they were in didn't identify them. Even their name wasn't their identity. Do you understand? And even what was taught them had nothing to do with who they were. Their identity was in God and God alone, the one true God. This was their foundation, the foundation of God Almighty, which when you and I, when our identity is in God, when it's in Christ, 
Nobody or nothing can take that from you. Everything else in this world can be taken from you. You know, we have been blessed in this nation. We haven't seen the kind of persecution and things that are happening all over the world, even today, to our brothers and sisters in the Lord, in Afghanistan, in the Middle East, in China. The things that are happening to our brothers and sisters are beyond what we could imagine. Churches being burned, people being killed. But you know what? When your foundation is in Christ, it doesn't matter what comes against you. It doesn't matter what culture you're living in. When your foundation is God Almighty, it cannot be shaken. It's the only thing in this world that cannot be torn down. And we need to be reminded that our true identity, our foundation is the same as Daniel and the same as those three friends of his. Don't build on any other foundation. Don't trust any other foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 through 11 tells us, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Christian, that's your foundation. And if you want to build your life on anything else, it doesn't matter, material goods, a career, an identity, and some other thing, it, if you want to build your identity or your life on that foundation, it will crumble. But it will never falter. It will never, never crumble if you build it on Christ. You may go through hard times. You may go through difficulty. But if he's your foundation, you'll stand. Because he'll make you stand. Daniel and his friends stood. We know his foundation was built upon God. Now, he was before Christ, but it's still the same. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we know that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, Emmanuel. Daniel's foundation, his friend's foundation was on God Almighty. Look at verse 8 and 9 again. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God, no, take note of that. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And so look at this. He purposed in his heart. He was not going to defile himself. These men were dedicated to the word of God, to the law of God, even, including the dietary laws that were given forth for Israel. And the word here, defiled in Hebrew, it's important for us, it's gaal. It means polluted or soiled or to desecrate. And I want to challenge us today because we know Daniel knew these foods were desecrated. They were soiled. They were, they were um, polluted. That's literally what it's saying here. They were defiled before the Lord. And we know, though, that Daniel had a healthy, this is the second element in that pattern, Daniel had a healthy fear of God. He did not want to turn against the law of God. He knew about the fear of God. Think of where he's at. He's part of the exile. He, he because of Judah's sinfulness, they were warned over and over. And because they didn't fear God corporately, what happened? They were taken into bondage. Daniel knew all too well, but Daniel and his friends had a healthy fear of God. And it seems like nobody wants to talk about this these days, even in the church. But do you understand? The fear of God this has been is the Hold beginning Fast, of wisdom. A radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org.
Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.